Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Are playing too many of the same games dangerous to your health? Find out after a word from our sponsor. Do you like true crime? Oh my god, Kat, you can't just ask people if they like murder. I'm curious. Well, curiosity killed the cat. Uh, does that make you curiosity? No, I'm Logan. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of the true crime comedy podcast, Spoiler They Die, which is part of the Creative Brain Candy Media Cooperative. We release an episode every Monday where one of us tells the other a story about a serial killer, a survivor, or basically anything morbid and scary. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and by visiting creativebraincandy.com. We're also active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us by searching Spoiler They Die. Also, we're Canadian, in case that matters to anyone. I don't think people listen to podcasts based on people being Canadian or not. People in our Discord server seem to care. Oh, sorry about that, eh? I'm so sorry you all had to listen to that. But thanks for listening to us panhandle. I'm Logan, and I approve this message. Hello, I'm Kevin, and welcome to the Video Game Lounge Podcast, where this episode we are here for notes and news, as well as to talk games and drink brews. I have my co-host with me, Andrew, ready to give some development on tonight's top story. Andrew, what's going on over there? Thank you, Kevin. I'm here live on the scene where a one Jonathan Edward of Maryland has been found severely injured and in critical care. The primary suspects are Kratos, God of War, and Nathan Drake of the Uncharted Games. The alleged motive is due to John spending the last several weeks secretly playing Genshin Impact after the recent reveal where the Horizon series character Alloy will be a playable character. More news to come, and we wish him a speedy recovery. Alas, it was the thing he hated the most that ended up killing him. It's very poetic. No, no. John is very much alive, not to worry anyone. I know he's Video Game Lounge Podcast favorite uh, of the three. I don't know, if may- maybe not favorite. He's top three. We'll give him that. All right. I'm just top four. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. But no, he is currently a little busy with his newborn child, trying to be the best dad he can be. So we, we wish him uh, plenty of time to rest and hopefully his whole family is feeling great by the time this comes out. Hopefully by the time we're recording this. So, John, when you're listening to this, we love you. We miss you. We will continue on this episode without you. Hopefully he'll be with us next episode. So, let's go ahead and we'll just dive into, you know, the normal... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pretend it's just a normal episode. There'll just be one last person talking. Where It's it's a little bit of an experiment uh, episode, really. There's no There's no topic on this week's episode. It's more of just me and Andrew trying to just discuss about video games and, you know, maybe not fully video games. They'll, they'll have some kind of tie in, but you guys, you guys will get it to the end of the episode. So if you enjoyed this episode, so please tell us, uh, on VGL underscore podcast, what you think of the episode. If you, if you like this kind of thing, we can always do it with all three of us. We, it's more of kind of something we, we wanted to try out when one of us couldn't make an episode. So let us know, uh, like, on, like I said on Twitter, VGL underscore podcast. But into the intro of what you're drinking. Andrew, please. What's, uh, what's perusing your lips this this episode so this episode i i wasn't really sure of what i wanted to sip on i was trying to think of anything that i could have maybe have like stored away and i don't have any good sipping whiskeys or whatnot i need to invest in more of those but what i do have i remembered is i have a little bit of a crown royal peach left 
And so I started looking up different ways and things that I can mix with that, add to that. And I realized I still have some cream soda, which I am not a cream soda drinker. Like it just, it, it just tastes basic. I, I don't know. It did like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a basic white bitch. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the reason I have it is because, <laughs> because I use it for, um, I, I open up the two liter, you know, I let it go flat and then I make ice cubes out of it and then eventually make a butterbeer, like a frosted butterbeer with it. That sounds pretty Butterscotch good. Butterscotch snaps, schnapps. And oh, I mean, that's why I keep getting cream soda. <laughs> it's the only reason. So then I realized, well, you know, I've got it. I might as well try it for something else. So I grabbed a two liter that wasn't flat. And it's pretty tasty. It's a, it's a Crown Royal peaches and cream soda. That actually sounds really yummy. It seems like it'd be a bit too much on the stomach after a while, though. Is that, I mean, how many have you? Yeah, it's not something like with the sweetness and the, it's got a little bit of a heaviness to it because of the cream soda. It's not something you can just like, you know, have multiple of. It sounds like a nice sit down and sip drink, which is perfect for the podcast. What about you? Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, am drinking a Monster Energy Zero Ultra. That's the white can with like the the silver 2003 everyone wore the same t-shirt kind of look. You know what I mean? Like the, oh yeah, I go to the gym, bro, kind of thing. And I'm mixing it with the Smirnoff Sour Berry Lemon uh, Vodka. Now, you've talked about that before, and it just... It sounds yummy. It's it it's it's kind of like uh, the blue Jolly Ranchers. You know, it's got a little bit of a, a sourness to it, hence the Smirnoff sour. But the the Monster Energy really brings out the sweetness of it. So it's it's really good. And I wanted to talk about a different drink that I'm not drinking tonight, but I want to drink on a different episode. So me and my wife were watching YouTube, and she was watching. We used to watch these two guys uh, who would go and do ghost hunts and stuff like that. It was really funny because one guy is a huge believer and the other guy's not a huge believer. And you've probably seen the one meme where the guy's name is Shane and he's standing in like this dark ass tunnel and it's got the uh, the night vision on him and it, underneath it goes, hey demons, it's me. Your boy, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's those guys. Well, they uh, they're part of Buzzfeed Unsolved. They were part of Buzzfeed Unsolved, and they left and they created their own YouTube show. But they have this one show, and it's the perfect name. I I I commend them for absolutely nailing the name of their show. So I'll give you the premise of the show, and then I'll tell you the name. So they both sit by a little campfire. And they read fan-made stories of horror stories while the guy behind the camera will mix them mixed drinks. And they'll, you know, the beginning of the episode, they'll show what they're making, how to make it. And then they'll read these really dumb stories while they get absolutely hammered. And the name... Is it called S'more Stories? No. Oh. That's like an 8 out of 10. This one's like an 11 out of 10. It's called Too Many Spirits. Ah. Uh, Tell me that's not, like, on the head. It's perfect. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I definitely suggest you guys checking it out. It's I don't think I've come across one scary story. It's basically just them fucking trashing these god awful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so dumb. But no, while we were watching that, I was like, man, I really want to make a mixed drink. So I my wife got me this bar mixed drink book that I keep behind the bar. So I was looking and I didn't have too many supplies, but I had some peach schnapps, had some cranberry juice, had some vodka. So I was like, what can I make with this? And I came across this drink called the Woo Woo. And it's literally just vodka, peach schnapps, and cranberry. And it's <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like, I looked at the name. I was like, I'm not drinking that. And then I remembered I drink I drank something called like the pink uh, frou-frou or something like that. I don't know. And I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't judge. So I made the Woo Woo. And the woo-woo was really good. So if you guys have uh, peach schnapps, vodka, and cranberry juice on hand, I definitely suggest making a woo-woo. Andrew, have you ever had a... How many times can we say woo-woo? Have you ever had a, a woo-woo? It's, it, sounds like, it sounds like something that like a Sims character would be saying. <laughs> woo-woo! That's after, woo-woo. They, that's after they, they make, uh, make love. 
Woo-hoo. and the pixelated sheets. God, did you ever did you ever play The Sims? Yes, uh, somewhat. I had Sims Three for the PC, mm-hmm. and I played that for a little bit. Um, I never I never got too many of the like downloaded extensions or uh, anything like that, but. Like, it was an interesting premise, and I remember we used to play uh, Sims over your place for a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think that was still, like, Sims 1. Around the time we were doing, like, theme park, like, Sim theme park, and we realized that, you know, Sim City, Sim theme park. Dude, the, the theme park one was my, gen- like, that and theme hospital. I still have, I, th- I have theme hospital installed on my computer right now, and I have, like, the the newer, it's supposed to be, like, a remake but it's not official two-point hospital came out on game pass i've been playing that literally the same exact game with like updated graphics and you have newer stuff but so that's that's pretty cool but that that'll lead us right into what the hell are you playing this week andrew you just got don't, don't. So this week, uh, I mean, of course, I, I've been playing a little bit of Genshin Impact and uh, some Warzone. Played last night with my clan, Diamondback, and we ended up getting, of the three games of Rebirth that we played, we won two of them. So, I mean, that was fun. Um, but I've also been playing the Game Boy Advance version of Shining Force, the Resurrection of the Dark Dragon. And you know how much I used to always love playing the Sega Genesis version of Shining Force. And this takes that and then tries to add a little extra. So some of it's good, some of it's meh, but I mean, the the artwork is a little more descriptive. Um, the gameplay, it still does the, the square box movements, but they tried to make it more 3D on a 2D sca- uh, scale, just like how... Link to the Past did on the Super Nintendo. So it's hard to tell whether or not there really is an empty square behind a character because of the way that the character is kind of elongated backwards instead of bird's eye view. But uh, they've added extra uh, parts to it of uh, some other characters and they renamed some movesets, changed some magic point costs, and even altered some maps one of the maps had extra doors to where you could like choose to infiltrate the castle on the second floor in the back of the map or in the first floor to the side of the map and both of which were guarded by a tier boss mini boss kind of thing and they took one of those away so it's you could only go the one route and i found that to be interesting as well and along with all that, I've been also trying to, even though I uh, completely have skipped out on trying to finish Final Fantasy 1, I've gone to throw in an old PlayStation game into my PS3, and I'm trying out Persona 2 Eternal Darkness. And having played other games of similar merit, like I've played persona 5 because mr sean recommended it years ago and i absolutely loved that game so whenever i finally found that you know persona 2 not only was difficult to find but you know it's it's part of the persona series like i had a chance to acquire it once and i was like yes i gotta get it and my plan was well mr sean is getting married this will be a good wedding gift but i mean i haven't seen him yet and before i relinquish it from my possession i might as well at least play it so that (laughs) i had the opportunity to play it it's already used (laughs) exactly and uh but it's it's a fun game to play as well and i've got like an hour and a half into it and it gives me a lot of the i mean of course it gives me like the persona 5 vibes but you know older version but it reminds me more of like the uh I'm going to butcher this name because I don't have it in front of me and I can't remember it fully. The the Shin, Shin Megami uh, Tensai Devil Survivor mm-hmm. that was on the DS. I don't know if it was originally on the DS, but I do. I, I originally played it on the DS. Like I first played it on the DS and then they remade it on the 3DS. I just remember those games 
mostly because you could do like 9 billion damage. Like that's what I remember <laughs> most about the game was like you can get such crazy attacks off and you needed it because like a lot of the enemies had super amount of hit points. Oh yeah. So it's it's got that feel with it too and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that and trying to not have the same two uh, ridiculed games <laughs> that I can talk about on the podcast. <laughs> what have you been playing, bud? Uh, I've been a little bit over the map. It's been a little bit since we last recorded. So, uh, update on Final Fantasy. I beat Final Fantasy Nine. I moved straight on to Ten. Huzzah! <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Ten for. I look today. It's been less than two weeks, and I'm already past like what I would consider the halfway point. I just got past the Thunder Plains. So I'm about to. I think I'm about to find out about Seymour for the, like the first time. Um, having a lot of fun with that. Starting to see like some things that I don't necessarily think are great about it, but still probably probably top three right now in Final Fantasies that I played one through ten. So I, I'm I'm sure I'm interested to see where they all end up when I'm done this whole thing. Which right now it's it's almost September. It's it's August when we're recording this. It's uh, August twenty eighth, and. I am behind on the Final Fantasy series, but I'm trying my best to beat them all. I still have to finish 10, then it's 10 to 12, which I've never played before, and from what I've read is at least 60 hours long without any kind of side quest or anything like that. Uh, the trilogy of 13 and then 15, which I was reading up on 15. Apparently you can beat 15 in like, I think someone's at like 20 hours, and I remember wow. I remember playing 15, and I think I had like, 70 hours in it and I hadn't beaten it yet. I'm at the very end. Um but I I remember mostly just driving around and listening to all the cool music cuz you can buy the CDs of all the Final Fantasies. So I would nice. just drive in the car with my friends and listen to old Final Fantasy. It's so cool. Also two games just came out to Game Pass that I've been eyeing for a long well, one I've been eyeing for a long time. The other one just kind of came out. The first one is called Hades, which is a roguelike, which you guys know I love my roguelikes. Uh, you literally, it, it follows after, uh, I want to say the Greek gods. That's uh, like Zeus and stuff like that, right? I can, I can never remember because there's the Greek gods and then there's a different type of gods that like all have big lore. But anyway, you play the son of Hades and you're trying to get out of hell or whatever they call it so you leave and you go through these rooms trying to kill the people trying to stop you in Hades and you end up getting help from the different types of gods and they all have like certain things they can add to you some will increase your damage others will give you special powers then at the end of that room you get to pick which room you want to go to and it has a little symbol saying, hey, if you go this way, you get some money. If you go this way, you can maybe go buy some stuff. Or you can get different powers if you go this way or stuff like that. So it's really cool. Nice. And I haven't beaten it yet. It's pretty hard. But apparently it gets like way, way tougher because you can beat it over and over and you go different levels of like difficulty. The other game, uh, which just came out, was, is called 12 Minutes. And have you heard of this, Andrew? I have not. 12 Minutes is literally a game that takes 12 minutes and it's a I want to almost call it a point and click adventure okay you go into this room it's a top down perspective you go into your house this little apartment you greet your wife starts off you you enter the you enter the room oh and before i get too much into it you play the husband he's voiced by James McAvoy nice your wife is Daisy Ridley. Nice. And the police guy is William Defoe. Like what? Yes. <laughs> like it is insane. Oh, I've seen a clip of this. Like I saw somebody uh, I I probably saw a little clip on TikTok or uh on Twitch or something where the <laughs> the guy is just uh the guy is standing by the door and the cop is like arresting the wife yeah. and sir Sir, <laughs> sir, <Yeah. Like>. sir, <laughs> sir, and then like later on you see like the wife is all pissed off and like sitting on the couch and then 
or she's about ready to like leave him and then uh, babe 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 <laughs> i can't do this i'm done babe <laughs> babe babe so so the premise of this game is you relive the same 12 minutes and something happens to you after the first 12 minutes and you well it's actually like i think it starts happening after like the first 7 and it's really cool cuz the developers knew that like hey the first few minutes after a while can get pretty monotonous so it'll actually switch to an analog clock and it'll fast forward time uh if it thinks that you've already done all this you don't need to see it again to the point where the policeman starts knocking on your door but it's really it's really cool it's really funny because you saw the one part where the wife's like sitting on the couch and she's like reading her book or whatever. So I kept turning the light switch off <laughs> and like my <laughs> wife is watching me play this. So she's like sitting down reading the book, the wife in the game, and I go to turn the light off and she's like, can you please turn that back on? And I like to stand there and don't say anything to her. So she gets up and then I turn the light switch on and she's like, thank you. And then she sits down and starts opening the book and I turn the light switch off again. I did it like three or four times. Then she just fucking goes into the bedroom. <laughs> like it's, it's really cool. Uh, it's definitely like you have to use what you learned in that 12 minutes for the next 12 minutes. And then you, you progress through the story for these 12 minute increments. So it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, I can't wait to play more of it. Nice. It sounds fun. It, it's, it's amazing. And the last game I've been playing is actually a very old game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of chess recently. Uh, I know, uh, Andrew, I talked to you about us trying to get more into chess because uh, Andrew was the one that taught me how to play chess back when I was like eight or nine. And that's when he schooled me with the opening move where you can like checkmate him in like three like moves. Four moves. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what a dick. I beat his ass fucking like a month ago though, or I guess it was a few months ago, but I, I got his ass. Don't when, worry. when we played again, yeah, <laughs> where we downloaded the, uh, the chess app on our phones and then played and yeah it was the first time i had played chess in years and <laughs> i'm sure this uh guy has been watching youtube uh strategies and i'm finally starting to learn uh a couple openings because like that's what i found out is like that's that's really a hard part because the middle game is based on what you open with so like i just wanted to get to the middle game but apparently like Apparently, boy, was I wrong. Well, because it like you can almost see the layout of the game or how quickly or slow it'll progress with how it opens. The middle game is going to be probably a lot of uh, analysis of what has been done. And the, the end game is going to be more of uh, all possible movements in a very open floor and predicting several moves ahead of you and your opponent. It's it's just a lot of fun. Like I I enjoy it. like I'll lay in bed uh, right before I go to sleep and I'll play a couple matches online, and I'll do some of the puzzles that they do. It's just like I I wouldn't mind trying to get more into it. I'll probably buy uh, one of the books and read up on it or something, because I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on it, and it's just a very big thing right now. Like it's very big and and on Twitch at least it was. I don't know if it's died off, but I know they were having. Uh, Hikaru, the I don't know if he's champion now. He's he's been world champion. I know that he he streams and they would like have tournaments and they would do this one thing where they took these really top big streamers and they would they would train with world champions and then they would go against each other. Like not like the people they were training would go against each other. So that was really cool. So that that might be what got me into it. I don't know. Like I was always interested in chess, but I just. I don't know, kind of really digging it's it. It's one of those fun things of uh, thinking ahead, trying to, you know, analyze a situation, analyze your opponent, and, you know, strategically work all possibilities and angles. I don't think there's a better feeling than fucking schooling somebody in chess. Especially, like, a really good match. Having someone your same, uh, it's called ELO, which is, like, your ranking, and then just, like, winning a really good match against them. It feels, it feels really good. It feels good. Oh, real good. It's good. <laughs> I don't. This is the, this tough part of this these these kind of episodes. There's no really good way to transition into like just whatever the hell we want to talk about because it feels so awkward. Just be like, "Hey, Andrew," and then you just start talking about whatever. 
<laughs> so we're 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 this is like I said we're we're trying this out. So you guys have to let us know what you think. Work in progress. Yeah, but I know last night I was cooking dinner for the week. I was making some tacos, and I don't know what made me think of it, but I was making my tacos, and I was thinking like, man. I can think of so many games that I've lost or regrettably traded in that, you know, I was like, I wonder if the guys have any fond memories. I guess not fond memories, but like memories of games they can't find that they really wish they could or stuff like that. So, Andrew, do you have any like, do you have any games that you're in your vast collection that you know that you're missing and you would absolutely murder someone in Genshin Impact if you could find it? <laughs> I mean, oh, I absolutely have missing games. And it's hard because whenever I was younger, you know, I had my collection of games and I only knew the only people that would have it or, p- or play it would be me or my dad or you if you came over. And it didn't leave the house. If it left the house, it was in one of my bags that I brought back with Or the me. hat, that Dr. Seuss hat. Oh, that Dr. Seuss hat that I accidentally hit you in the face yeah, with. Yeah, the blue one. <laughs> the the blue yep. and white Dr. Seuss hat. Yeah, that hurt like hell. Yeah, so I ended up, when I was younger, I ended up having this very tall and empty Dr. Seuss hat of made of cloth. And, you know, I didn't always have a bag or something to take over to Kevin, who lived next door, for us to play games in. So I had, um, I think I had some Nintendo 64 games and controllers in there. And at one point, I don't know how it happened. I don't remember. It was probably a uh, uh, childish stupidity, but it went upside your head. Oh yeah, that hurt like hell. And it left it left a bruise. Not. Yep. I'll never forget the sound of the N sixty four carts hitting that that like yeah, pl- crashing against each yeah, other. Yeah, like plastic. Not even like when it hit my head. Just like when you would carry it over and you'd come in the house and they would just like yeah, that clickety yeah, clack man like, down the track. I don't know what it is. Even like in the Nintendo and SNES games don't have that same distinct sound as the uh, N64 carts do. Continue, please. I didn't mean to cut you off about how (laughs) how you lost your games when you hit me in the head or anything. (laughs) That's fine. You lost a little memory, I'm sure, whenever you did that, too. For sure. But, uh, yeah, over time, like, I've moved so many different places and I've either had my collection with me or it's been in storage or it was over a relative's house. And when I finally got it all back and, you know, had a staple house that I could live in and promptly have my library of games displayed or searched through, there were a few games that I could tell that are missing and I don't know where or like where they could be, I know that I, I used to have Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles. Um, I don't think I ever had Sonic Two, but I had some uh, Sega Genesis games that were just don't know where they are, and I think they were with wherever I had a uh, a Sega Three, because I had an extra one that was over my grandmother's house with a couple of other games, and I don't know where some of those are, but. The, the one big one that really gets me is I have a game that is now considered very rare. That is called Crusader of Senti for the Sega Genesis. And I can't find it. That was one of the awesome games that I had that was like, you know, finally it's now worth something. If you have the original, if you have the, the case and the manual, and I had it all. <laughs> you still got the case, right? The case and the manual, you just don't have the game? I don't have anything. I thought you dude. had the case. I thought you still had the case. I don't. I could have. I, I don't think that I, I could have sworn last time I came over your house. You're like, here's the case. <laughs> here's where I'd put my game if I had one. <laughs> if I had one, I, I I don't think that I have it, and and I don't think I have it all together. But and but the thing is, like the same with my Shining Force, and we were talking before about you know playing Shining Force on the Game Boy Advance and how I used to play it on the Sega Genesis. I had the hardback case for that and everything, and I can't find that either. I can find my second one, but not my first one. And that just, that bugs me. I don't know where it is. I've had like three Shining Forces, and I could not tell you where a single one of them are. Like, I distinctly remember buying one at the GameStop in the mall. Maybe it was like EB Games at the time when they were still around. I remember buying that in like the little 
metal cart where they would just throw, you know, the games that were either old or they didn't really give too much about. Uh, I bought one Shiny Force there. I bought one online. I don't, I don't know where any of them are. Like, I have four Sega games, and I couldn't tell you where any clue where they could be. I've moved so many times that it's probably in a box somewhere up my dad's attic or something, but... Right, and I used to have uh, a lot more Super Nintendo games, too. And I, I don't know where my uh, my Mystic Quest is. I I had to reacquire a copy of Super Mario RPG. I also had Maximum Carnage. That was a gray cart, and all I can ever find is the red cartridge. I know... I can't find, like, for some reason, my Super Nintendo games are gone, too. I can't find any one of the Donkey Kong countries I had as a kid. Um, Super Baseball 2020. You remember that game where, like, it was the futuristic baseball game, and you could play as robots, and, like, the people could jump super freaking high? It was such a ridiculous sports game. I vaguely remember that, because I think it reminded me of Cyberball 2020. Maybe that was it. I don't know. Who the hell knows? Because that was a football. No, it wasn't. It wasn't football. It was definitely baseball. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. It was was probably by the same, same idea, same uh, production. Maybe. But for one thing's for sure, I know these are not ones I traded in. I know I can remember almost every game I traded in, and uh, those were not it. And Andrew, I'm, I'm sure... We don't trade games in anymore. We've learned our lesson, and it's probably these these games that we're about to talk about. The reason why we don't trade in anymore. So, uh, you got any like negative <laughs> stories you want to tell about trading in some games that you might not have wanted to? I mean, the only I'm I'm sure I tried to get some whenever I didn't have a job in my you know mid to late teens, or whenever I had a job but just not during school. And I needed some extra cash. I'm sure all I had in my possession of value was a video game. So I tried to trade some stuff in, some of it, not all of it. But that was all during the, like, Xbox, PlayStation 2 era. And some of the other things, like we were talking about the Super Nintendo or Sega, those were all too old for anyone in GameStop to really consider a trade-in value. So the only time I can really think of anything is in high school when I was about, you know, 16 or so, we had a yard sale in the school, a small private school, and I think I had some video games there. And I don't remember what games they were, unfortunately, because that's just my how my ADD brain works. I don't remember a lot of things of detail, but I do remember, I think I sold Mr. Sean a couple of games. And I was very happy because if any of the games that I had, because I think it was some GameCube games that he ended up acquiring. And I mean, if they were to go anywhere, I'm glad they went to him because I knew he would appreciate and at least, you know, play him and have fun. Time Splitters 3. That's another <laughs> one I, can, I I don't know where it is. I, I don't have it anymore because they're coming out of the walls. They're coming out of the goddamn walls. <laughs> God, Time Splitter was a it's a great game, man. Is that is that all you remember? Just the the yard sale in high school. I remember you got. I remember you talking about it, especially with Sean. Every time we see Sean, it's like, Sean, do you have this? Do you have this game? Did I sell did, you this? Did I, did I sell you this game? <laughs> because that's the only time that I can actually remember me actually selling anything of old school potential value. I mean, anything other than that is like whatever we would trade in at uh, GameStop for mediocre traded i remember two points of trading in games i don't remember i don't think i did too many times but i remember two specific memories of trading in games and one of them and i remember why i did it was the sp was just announced uh the game boy advance sp and i was like i can play video games in the dark right so when my parents Come to see if my light's on. I can just hit that little button. I'm sleeping. Hear the door close. Light back on. I'm playing Game Boy. So I traded in so many Game Boy games to get this fucking Game Boy Advance SP. I remember that. 
I remember you trading in for the SP. Yeah. Because I remember thinking how cool it was and how, man, I wish I had that too. Dude, the SP was fucking amazing. Because, like, before that, all we had was the little curly light. Right. It looked like a crazy straw that you would plug in. And it sucked. <laughs> it would be, it would be like two and a half inches off the face of the Game Boy Advance. And there was a glare. Like, it was the worst. Like, it was great so for the time. You'd have to move it around. Yeah. Couldn't play it in the car because your dad would turn around like, well, my dad would turn around and fucking like, turn that shit off. Yeah. You'd have to angle it a certain way. <laughs> and if you got a cheap version, it the bulb would like die out super quick. And then like it would kill your battery. Like they were the worst. So the SP was like a saving grade. And the SP had uh the rechargeable battery come with it. Like that yes. was that was huge. Um but I remember one game specifically I traded it. And I didn't remember this until like a year or two ago when I was looking at uh a whole bunch of like top 100 Game Boy games. Fucking Mole Mania. Oh, dude, man. that game's like $40 now. Dude. <laughs> I'm not dropping $40 on Mole Mania. I, I've downloaded it on my phone and it's fun as hell. <laughs> but, um, Mole Mania. Yeah, that was a good game. Dude, Mole Mania was crazy. Um, actually, I remember a third one that just came to me. Uh, I remember, God, it's so funny. I remember going to church as a kid. And of course, I was playing the original Game Boy, and I traded in. I traded to one of my people that I went to church with as a kid. <laughs> it's it's the most craziest thing. I traded them some Bible game that was kind of like Legend of Zelda. I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember how I got it. I don't remember. I remember it sucking. Uh, I traded them that for mortal freaking combat <laughs> in church <laughs> like that's probably the point where like god was like you know what we know you we we're know where we know where you're going just go ahead and get your mortal combat on man <laughs> as i trade in this jesus game was it was it the game that i always played remember whenever we would actually play it was called spiritual warfare for the sega genesis yeah i think it was just that but like on game boy and it sucked <laughs> and i still think Fucking the- spiritual warfare was actually kind of fun Man, though because it's, it's like, only you know, fun because we would I, I i bet we played it because it was like it was almost like a meme at the time it's like man this like marijuana what was that what was that one game i played on our modded xbox was evo where you could uh get experience points and evolve your character and i played that game for like 10 hours first as a meme but then i was like man this game is actually pretty good <laughs> um so that's my second, my third one is the very last game I traded in. My very last one. It's when I moved to Annapolis and I was poor. I was dirt poor. Like I was making like $1,200, I think. And I was only bringing in $1,000 a month. Like I was broke. Uh, and I needed groceries or I had to pay some kind of bill. So I traded in, I was looking at GameStop, I was like, are any of these things worth anything? And I didn't know at the time to think of like, of games going that high in value, because this was back in like 2009 or 10, where like, even the expensive games were just like 80 bucks. So I traded in Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn for the Wii. Man, that, later on... Because that game's like $300, $400 now. Yeah. And it was like, they gave me like 60 bucks. So I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I love Fire Well, that was also about the time, like 2008, 2009. That was when the housing market crashed and uh, gas was 4 oh. to $5 a gallon. And-, and I was driving like 30 minutes to go to work for 14 hours or something. And man, <laughs> so that that was the very last game I traded in. And I still have not gotten it back like i would love to get that game back but i'm not i'm not dropping that kind of coin on it for sure like i I love fire emblem but i'm not that big of a fire emblem fan no it's gonna be something you're gonna have to look out and finding in a yard sale or like (laughs) a box of stuff that no one knows what the value is even yard sales are so hard because like yard sales are almost impossible now because people just go on ebay and go highest buy it now price so they'll see like a gold legend of zelda card which is the most common Legend of Zelda cart you can find. The gray ones are the rare ones. And they're like, oh man, this one's selling for 10 grand. I'll sell it for 9.5. And it's like... Best offer. Yeah, it's like, bro, these aren't... I can put one up for a million dollars. Doesn't mean some asshole's gonna buy it. 
So that's that's kind of how yard sales go. Like, I don't even bother waking up. If Joe goes, I'll be like, hey, just if you see something that's old and video game, call me and I'll I'll. Right, and I've I've basically tried to tell them the same thing. Like, but we don't have the opportunities to really be out and about like that sometimes. Yeah. But uh, what about what about the exact opposite? You got any games that just you literally can't get rid of? <laughs> like, they're just sitting on your shelves, and like you may enjoy them or you may not. You may have just gotten them in like a big ass box full of other games. Well, I've 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 got a little handful of those. Um, one of them specifically was uh Final Fantasy Eleven, the game that was only available online, and then was very short lived. For the Xbox 360. And I never even played it myself. By the time I actually got that, I think the hype was already done. <laughs> and uh, I just never played it, didn't open it. Like, I, I've still got it and as like a for sale kind of mentality. Isn't it the uh, collector's edition as well? Like, isn't it the big box? I think so. With the, It's got the paper sleeve to it and everything. Never played it either. <laughs> I don't. I don't plan on it. And I think another one was uh, there. Like there were a few of them that GameStop would offer like six cents for. Like, how how is this game not of any value when I just had it like last year? And I can't remember, but I think one of them might have been the orange box, because I mean, even though like it was awesome, I think there was so like so mass produced. That for a while there, there was very little trade in value for it. But I know another one that I have, I think I have like two or three of them up on my shelf, is for the original Xbox, and it's the Halo 2 multiplayer map. Yes. Whenever Halo 2 had like, this was their way of doing like expansion DLC by selling you for, was it five bucks, ten bucks? Something like that. It was dirt cheap. These, These extra maps. And then after a while, it's like, oh, well, you know, we'll give them to you with whatever. And then it was, oh, we'll uh, we'll let you download them for free. Wasn't it like, didn't they come out and it was, you can be the first one to do it or something? Like, we didn't have to? I don't, like, I remember, I still remember the cover of Halo 2 multiplayer maps vividly. Oh, yeah, man. It's got, like, the red and blues on the there. The dual SMGs. Dude, like, man, that, man, that was such a good game. But that was the thing, like, whenever you go into the multiplayer lobbies, you could select the ones that have the DLC content or not. And that way you knew, okay, well, I am loading into a thing that's not going to kick me out because I don't have the proper things downloaded. Now it's just, oh, well, you can't even play this until you have these six gigs of maps downloaded. Six? Come on, man. We know it's not six gigs. We know it's a lot more than that. (laughs) We know it's a lot more than that. I bet you could walk into any GameStop right now and probably find like five orange boxes. They don't even sell 360 games anymore, and you can you could still go in. They'll just have a, right. a pile of them, and you can't miss them. They're bright orange, like you can't, they stick out like a store of thumb. Still got mine up there. I'm pretty sure I can see it in my camera. I don't have to turn around to look at it. I don't even think I have mine anymore. What? How do you get? Rid- I, I think I think it was one of those things that I might have sold as a bundle to somebody online like when I had a spare 360 or something. I'm sure you could find one for a dollar if you really wanted it back. Probably. I remember pretty much any sports game we had couldn't. Oh, yeah. It it was like taking a a new car off the lot. Like, you lost so much value. You could sell it back for like 10% the next day. Uh, Call of Duty 3, for some reason, would... Especially for the Wii, I think could not could not get anyone to buy that. <laughs> and then I remember selling Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles D for a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> nobody like I was. Remember, I was so sad because nobody bought shit that I had at that garage at my yard sale. Of course, I was like, I didn't have much money at all. I was like four <laughs> or something like that. I'm like, I just want to, which made me like seven. I just want money, and I remember selling TMNT. I think we sold a couple NES games to you. Which I'm glad, like, I just went over your house and played them. Yeah, right. Or over your grandmother's house and played them, so. I mean, it went to a good home, just like you selling your games to Sean. Like, as long as these games are taken care of, that's cool. But don't, I, I don't plan on selling 
any game I have, uh, unless it's like a duplicate that I get somehow. Right. Duplicates as in like, not my Legend of Zelda stuff, because I have duplicates of Legend of Zelda where one's unopened and one's opened that I play. And, and that's a different collectible mentality as well. Like, I have one that is, you know, to stay in a mint condition. I have one that is to stay in a playable condition. But I don't have two of a playable condition or two of, you know, an opened such and such. No, for sure. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen with this stuff when I'm dead. And I'm kind of glad <laughs> that I ain't got to deal with it because uh, I've moved it a few times. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's here to stay now. I need to get some more shelving for all my Legend of Zelda stuff. Well, I mean, you already said what it's all going to go to the little bean. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My wife's going to be like, no, your dad always wanted to sell this. (laughs) We need to get rid of it. Watch, it's going to be like, you know, all of the the old stuff that our parents have. It's like, why did you even keep this? I have no interest in any of this. Why do I have 8,000 of those? uh, What are those little statues? the little babies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Precious moments. Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with five million of these? And you know someone's collecting, you know, someone is getting beanie babies or already has. Oh, yes. God. But no, I mean, like, watch, my kid's going to hate Zelda. I'll probably just eat their ass <laughs> down the stairs. What's wrong with you? Well, you're going to name your daughter Zelda, and then it's going to be like, yeah, the dog had the name first. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's why my wife was like, can we name the dog Zelda so I couldn't name our kid Zelda? I'll just call it Zelda (laughs) 2. But, I mean, speaking of the old games and consoles, I mean, did, did you ever remember whenever we would have, like, the PS2 that had that, like, gel sticker on it? Oh, yeah, man. It's like because you there wasn't any like way to custom mod without like taking it off and like painting it or whatnot, but you could get these like gel stickers that would go across the top. Like I still have mine for the PS2. <laughs> it looks like it looks like somebody like threw up blue and white in a sky pattern and it's 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 all over my PS2. I hate that fucking gel sticker so much. It's so atrocious. Oh my god, it's so... It's like a tie-dye color shirt. It's just blue, and it's got, you know, like in tie-dyes, you got that center that kind of like spreads out. It's literally yes. what this thing... The the center that spreads out is white, and it's just surrounded by blue. Don't get me wrong, when I was a kid, I thought that thing was fucking cool. And I, oh, yeah. I remember, I think I got stickers from my xbox which were like the red flames or whatever oh yes and i was like this is fucking awesome which totally well, because the red on the black looks amazing it definitely didn't clash with the big fucking green xbox button in the middle of the gigantic Whoa. xbox <laughs> it definitely didn't clash with that or anything no not and then all. trying to get that fucker off holy hell man but i remember going into toys r us or something and just seeing those sticker uh console kits Everywhere. They were like the faceplates. Do you remember the faceplates of the Xbox 360 and how big of a deal that was? Yes, because that was the full customized thing. I remembered like one Christmas after I got my 360, I got this like red faceplate and I was like, I'm badass. (laughs) Didn't you also have the blue one that had like the little uh, wavy art at the bottom underneath like the memory card slot, I think? Is that the Halo one? Yeah, that's the Halo 3 one. Man, that's a the Halo 3 one has Master Chief to the left of the... Oh, I'm sorry, to the right of the power button. But there were so many of them. And the one that always comes to my mind, that, no, that I definitely didn't own, you didn't own, you just saw them in the stores all the time, was the wood grain one. Do you remember the... Yeah. Like, what the crap, man? <laughs> Who's buying this junk? Well, whenever you're uh, still living with your parents and they have their old uh, Casio TV <laughs> entertainment uh, center, you know, you have to make it kind of blend in because they don't want this bright white thing in the middle of their cherry wood entertainment center. You got you to gotta make it blend somehow. I got news for them, man. I ain't buying that wood. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't buying that wood, son. Um, How do you... <laughs> I can't believe that sticker has stood the test of time. Like, that is your PS2 from when we were fucking kids. From way back. I don't know how that shit 
is still on there. Like, that's got to be some industrial strength, sticky glue, whatever the hell is on there. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid to see what kind of residue is on it if it ever does try to start to fall off. You know, as soon as it starts falling off, I'm going to buy you one on eBay for like $130. Just to replace? Oh, man. Like, <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, What about, how do, you, how do you feel about that crap now? Like, obviously, when we were, we were kids, it was the bee's knees, and now I cannot stand it. It feels like um, you. I am not a parent, so I cannot attest to this fully. I can only say that whenever I see a vehicle driving around with all the stickers on the inside of the window in the back seat from the kids that took it out of the sticker book and put it on there, that's kind of what it looks like whenever there's stickers or adhesives for a newer console. I like the pristine original look. Mm-hmm. Now. Joe ended up making you something really nice for your Switch. Yeah. Before it was that Zelda. The um, it was like a, it was like a, yeah, it was like a koozie, which has really nice. Uh, it helps with putting the Switch in the dock because the dock the dock has a very rough uh, texture. So this thing slides on the front, so it's not just pure black. It has a picture of like Wind Waker Link, and it's got. Zelda and the stained glass behind them. So you can just like drop your switch in there without having to worry about scratching the screen. Yeah, yeah. And Sean got me another thing. It's actually sitting right there. Uh, if you can see it, Andrew, it's right there. It sits underneath your dock and it's a light up blue tint. And you can change the color. So I have uh, the Sheikah slate eye thing on the front. Nice. So I can turn that on. So that's really cool. I'm right there with you. And I, I take it a step further, man. Like I get upset when my game consoles get like scratches and stuff <sighs> i gotta get a new one <laughs> like it just has an artificial scratch on the cover because of some oil and dirt got too rough like when i was cleaning the screen or something so i i can't imagine trying to clean consoles now with all that old ass sticker residue on them I've seen plenty of videos doing it but right but that doesn't make it any easier it's like, oh, I have to get some industrial strength, uh, like adhesive maneuver, just so that, you know, this old console that I bought for 30 bucks from Little Timmy's mom, because Little Timmy grew up and went to college, you know, how, how am I supposed to actually make this look or feel presentable again, whether it's for myself or someone else? Honestly, you're just going to have to bury it with John. It's... <laughs> Gotta play the fucking trumpets, man, and put it out to pasture. No, I would... Me me and Andrew both love fixing older consoles. We always buy, like, broken consoles, and I find it, like, almost peaceful. It's very therapeutic to actually diagnose the issues, to uh, figure out what kind of things you can do to resolve it, to learn something new. It's one of the only times that I feel like I'm okay with wanting to learn soldering or... <laughs> you know, what I can do to remove this disk drive that doesn't want to open or that for some reason the tray doesn't seem to move or why is the HDMI plug loose or, you know, why is my Sega CD not wanting to start up? Yeah, and then me and Andrew just text back and forth. We're like, hey, you got any ideas on why such and such is doing such and such? And we just go back and forth until... Finally, the thing works, and it's just a, it's a really cool feeling. So, uh, I I love watching the YouTube videos. Uh, I'll just sit there and watch like a half hour long video of some dude making this piece of shit Xbox 360 into a almost mint condition working console. Like it's it's a lot of fun. I can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. My my ADD just ki- uh, kicks in so hard, and if anything, I may be able to have it like on as noise in the background, but I can't watch it the whole time. <laughs> Like, it intrigues me that I can, I can like, do something else and listen to it, but I can't just stare at someone else doing it for more than maybe four minutes. I do know videos you used to be able to watch nonstop, and that's because we watched them together, was the, uh, the Halo 2 Super Jumps. <laughs> do you remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember those? Oh yeah. God, man. So you want to you want to try and explain the the nuances of a super jump? So in different multiplayer maps of Halo 2, there were areas 
to which if the character that you were was to perform the appropriate actions in a sequence, then you would basically glitch the system. So there were times where me and Kevin would be on the ledge of a second story roof and we would have to crouch and move forward underneath of this little partition and as long as we did it right like we're at the edge of it without falling off the edge without you know stuck where we can't stand up and then we jump a certain way and land in the right spot we basically superman jump what was it about 20 stories in the oh, air man, it was so and then we can land wherever so when we would finally figure out how to do this we would practice on our own and i mean this is about the coming of age time of the internet where you know we could actually look things up on youtube it was becoming popular enough it wasn't something that you could find on uh like a game informer but <laughs> it was it was once people found these out then they shared it and then we tried our best to imitate it and sometimes we're like, oh, there's no, there's no fucking way. This ain't going to work. No, we've been trying for the last 10 minutes and holy shit, it just worked. Do you remember? It was always the same shitty fucking video. The intro blue screen with the same white fucking lettering font come across the screen and there would be somebody with a potato camera. Because <laughs> video editing was just such garbage. I mean, back I, then. I mean, we were watching it in like 160 because we have dial-up like yes. it was so good like i want to watch one now and see how long i can no my, you don't my tv's going to explode just it can't handle the fucking <laughs> <laughs> the four frame rate but no do you think looking back like what listening to you talk about that story like i was like man if i was my age now playing halo 2 online and someone did that shit i would be so fucking angry <laughs> like like I would cuss these little fucking shits out. Cheater, cheater, report these motherfuckers. God damn it! Like I just got off work. I'm fucking. I got time for two matches. Meanwhile, this dude's fucking skyrocketing to the sky, Holy grabbing God. the sniper beforehand, going up into the sky, leaning over the edge, sniping, and then backing up so you can't hit back. Maybe, yeah, maybe we're the bad guys. <laughs> like, I mean, you could ask anybody in the neighborhood. I'm pretty sure they would have said we were. Oh, man, a lot of broken controllers because uh, we would go like four on two or two on four. and Yeah, it, it would be we'd play a LAN party and have three to four of them in the other room and then just me and Kevin in the one room. So that way there was no, you know, screen, screen, sniping. screen cheating <laughs> and sniping. And so that way you can't see what the other person was doing, just like the classic co-op or the multiplayers back in the day so we would do the land party in different rooms different tvs and then me and kevin would be like all right you know sniper's here oh i got the other sniper all right let's jump we're on top of the map they're all running around looking for us and there was no uh there was no kill cam no <laughs> so they just had to wait to see where the white line came from the one person would jump down while we covered him with the sniper rifle and then they would bounce back up so we'd have another sniper I remember, uh, I have so many fond memories with Mr. Sean, and God knows why we were playing Halo 2, because this was, this was the night before Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out, and I remember this because we were on the Ascension map, the map that had, like, the twirling tripod in the middle. Yeah, that, like, satellite dish yeah. that kept spinning. So, I was really good at that map at super bouncing or super jumping, whatever they mm -hmm. called it. So me and Sean were playing two on two and I grabbed the flag and I super jumped onto the top of the building <laughs> and the time, the score, the, the score was zero to zero and they didn't know how to super jump. No, they did, but Sean was down there and he would kill them before they can get the setup going. So, this match went on for like 25 minutes. I would like throw the flag, pick it back up, throw the flag, just so they could see where it was. Just on the to map. taunt them. And I remember since po the reason why I remember it being the night before Pokemon coming out was because Sean was in the chat with his with his shitty fucking Xbox headset that came with like every fucking Xbox. 
singing the Pokemon theme song <laughs> while while these fuckers were trying to super bounce up to me and uh and get the flag so they can finally they never quit. I think finally I scored or something and we won, but I just remember Sean just vividly singing the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> Fucking then he would ask him Didn't Sean always play as the Arbiter? Uh I remember he enjoyed the Arbiter and I like I remember we had this theory that like you couldn't play as the elites because their armor went down so much faster with the the plasma. I don't know if that was ever true. I think, I think that was just like a single player thing or something. I don't know, but good times with some Halo too. Absolutely, that was the one game that just that bridged the gap. Like it, it, it helped to bring into essence a lot of the games that we played and the interest that we have. Like whenever we would play Call of Duty and everything like that, uh, since. Halo 2, and then Halo 2 multiplayer, Xbox multiplayer, online multiplayer. Like, it really blossomed into something that was just uh, pivotal for the future of our gameplay. For sure. I don't know where we would be without the current kind of online gaming. Like, it's 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 amazing how much it, it's blown up. Uh, I mean, hell, we're, we're doing a fucking podcast about video games now. Right. We're we're watching people stream on Twitch to play Uno. <laughs> Fair point. Without Halo, we would never have had Uno online, damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Do you remember this 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 is probably all the time we have for like one last pivot, but this came to my mind. Do you remember when Uno was on the Xbox three sixty and they had that really shitty white webcam? Yes. And then you would have your little square yes. of your uh, your profile picture. Apparently, a big thing back then was to put your junk as the yes, <laughs> like, yes. What was what were these wild west days of <laughs> of online? <laughs> you 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 say this, but there was another thing. There was a game. I don't remember if it was a Rainbow Six game or if it was a Call of Duty game, but there was a game that we would play with Wookiee, that um, as soon as you killed somebody in this first-person shooter, then you were able to have this quick blip <laughs> from the camera. So then that's what Wookiee would do, is he would actually, you know, like, <laughs> whip it out real quick after he killed somebody. So the person not only is dead, but also sees, like, this is the person that kills you. It's a dick. <laughs> God, man, what... We we were the bad guys. That's the oh, that, that's the moral. But see that we were also raised in that like uh that Halo Two lobby. Shit, not Halo Two. You're talking about called Modern Warfare lobby. That was the lobby where like, you got in and you had to chaos. You had to mute everyone, and then like one person would be quiet, so you didn't mute them, and then all of a sudden you just hear them yelling at the other people to shut the fuck up. Well, because that was before you could mute. The party or mute even everyone. even party chat. You couldn't just create your own party. You had to go through and individually mute every person in that lobby before you could advance. <laughs> God damn it! Good times. <laughs> but speaking of good times, this was a good time. Like I, I thought this was a absolutely this was a nice little experiment. We'll see how the uh, the listeners uh, enjoy it. And like I said, uh, John hopefully will be joining us for the next episode. Uh, we did we did miss his input on some of this. Maybe we'll we'll recap and just ask him a quick uh, rundown of like these questions. See what he has to say before we start uh, our next topic on the next episode. But uh, that that pretty much does it for this just nonsensical just talk about whatever episode. So like I said in the beginning, I mean, we had the two best people here for nonsense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think all three of us can just talk about nonsense for quite some time. <laughs> Like I said, uh, follow us at Twitter, uh, VGL underscore podcast, and, and give us some input on what you thought about this episode. Maybe you can talk about what uh, we talked about this episode. Maybe you can talk about some games that you lost or games that you regret trading in. Maybe maybe Sean can create a Twitter and talk about where he went to this uh, high school um, yard sale and got all these great deals. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, thank you guys for listening to this uh, this podcast, and thank you again, Creative Brain Candy, for you know having us on the show. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. 
and spread the word on this podcast. We're trying to get to 50 subscribers. That's our next milestone. I'm not sure what we're at currently, but uh, I think I think that's a nice little thing to hit. So hopefully, help us help us reach our goal of 50 subscribers on the various different medias of Spotify and Apple Music and all the other places you get your podcast. Thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, if you have any topics that you want to hear us talk about, hear our opinions on, and that you can also chime in on, just hit us up on Twitter on the handles that we've mentioned previously. And uh, yeah, no, I've enjoyed this. This was fun. We'll do this again. Hopefully, hopefully if you guys enjoy it enough, we will do it again. So well, that, uh, that does it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We love you. And we'll see you next time. Hey. Goodbye.